Welcome into today's Let's Talk. I'm your host, Jay. And today, we're going to be talking about some crucial topics when it comes to dating. We're going to be talking about blind dates, bromances over romances, and lies that men and women believe about the other. Mostly lies that men believe about women from women's mouth and what they really are meaning. So boys, make sure you listen up there toward the end of the podcast today. So grab a snack, grab a juice box, have a seat, and let's talk. But before we get too far into it, have you ever wondered, I'm cooking, I need just, I need something more, I need something low sodium, low sodium, no sugar, low calories, and just that's delicious, that's either just really solid flavor, something a little bit spicy, or some hot, maybe chipotle is, well, I got the perfect thing for you, I got Dano's, yes, Dano's seasoning, that yum, yum, get you some, little Timmy on the cover here, it's absolutely amazing, I've been using Dano's well before they were a supporter blog and podcast, and I love it. I love the stuff. I can't get enough. I put it on nearly everything. Dano's makes a delicious vinaigrette for that pasta salad in the summertime. Dano's delicious on chicken, pork, beef, everything that you can imagine you want to use it for. It's delicious. Use the code BALLBOY at checkout. Save yourself some money. Support the podcast. Let's jump into surviving a blind date. So I've never been on a blind date. Do I want to be go on a blind date? Absolutely. Do I trust my friends enough to set me up on one? Absolutely not. Have I been on plenty of dates so from dating apps like Bumble, Hinge, Tinder? Yeah, been on plenty of those. Are they actual blind dates? No, not really. But are they pretty much the next closest thing? Yeah. Yeah, they are. So I feel like I have a pretty good idea of how you can survive a blind date or a first Tinder date. Absolutely. I feel more than qualified to be able to do that for you to help you there. I got you. I've been single for a bit over a year now, almost a year and a half since my, my divorce. That's come with plenty of first and last dates. Some by my choice, some not by my choice. So allow me to give you some advice. First point of advice so grab a notepad write these down snack in one hand notepad in the other all right be curious and cautious let the other person talk don't talk about yourself too much and be cautious about how you talk about yourself what i mean by that take a second to answer don't just jump the gun impulse answer every single question they ask you think about it Think about how you answer if you want to keep the conversation going. Ask open-ended questions. Give open-ended responses that lead to more conversation. And But don't talk about yourself too much. Let the other person talk. You're there to get to know them. Or they're there to get to know you. So keep it 50-50. Let the other person talk. If you feel like you're dominating the conversation, you probably are. So let the other person talk about themselves. <laughs> Skip dinner, skip the movies, skip the regular first date, do something, do something that you will have fun doing that they will also have fun doing, make it an experience if nothing else, 
and you're not the one planning the date, and the other person says, let's go to the rodeo. You've never been to a rodeo. What do you want to instantly say? No. You want to instantly say no. Do not say no. Do not say no to the date if you're skeptical about it. Go anyways because you're... Because you're not going for the date itself. You're going to be with the person. And if you're going just for the date itself, you might as well not go. But we'll get there. Um, it's about the person you're with. Go go to the rodeo. Go to the fair. Go to the racetrack or something. Do something. Have an experience with this person. It's going to make it so much better. It's going to make it so much more fun for both of you. And who knows? You've never been to a rodeo. It could be their first time going to a rodeo. You guys probably aren't rodeo people, but you had so much fun going to the rodeo. And you hit it off with this person. And now you go to the rodeo all the time with them because that's just your thing now. So keep that in mind. Be open to the experience. Don't say no. Second biggest piece of advice. Skip the regular first date, though. Have an experience. Be something fun. And keep your expectations low, like low, 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 low. This goes for both guys and girls alike. Don't expect way too much for a blind date, a Tinder date. Everyone can talk behind the screen, behind one of these little thingy things. Everyone can talk behind one of those. Some people are different. Some people struggle talking behind this. Most people don't struggle talking behind this because this is a safety net. This is a blankie. This is something that keeps everyone safe. And gives you confidence. Whether you're calling on it, talking on it, something. It gives you that time that you need to to respond. You send the text. I send the text back. Make time to respond, but we'll get there. Don't expect way too much from a blind date, Tinder date. Establish the expectations ahead of time on what's wanted, you know, mutually from the outcome of you know said tinder or date coming up unless it's a blind date because then you can't expect anything at all but social interaction face to face is like your first time interacting it takes some people time to get comfortable with that face to face interaction it takes me a moment personally even when i go to work every day and i see my coworkers it takes me a second to put on my you know, social, social hat, and I am a social person. Once I'm, I'm comfortable in the in the situation. So sometimes if I go somewhere new, with someone new, or even with my friends, and it's a new place, I'm probably hiding and like really shriveling up, making myself small. I'm, I'm six foot, 180 pounds, so it's hard for me to make myself small. But I, I make myself as small as I can because I don't want to be seen. I want to to hide until I get comfortable. Slowly, I'll start to open up, loosen my shoulders, kind of sit back a little bit, open up my body language, you know, laugh and relax once I'm there. But everyone's different in how they get there. That's okay. Be okay with gaps in conversation. Yes, he's okay. Like I just mentioned, you're likely interacting face-to-face with someone for the very first time. Sometimes you can't think or you get distracted. That's okay. It happens to me all the time, even while I'm recording, which is why I have to practice this ahead of time. 
because I have ADD, I get distracted. I have a hard time concentrating on the conversation. If something moves, I see something shiny or something in the background that catches my eye, I get distracted and off track. That's okay. When you're interacting face-to-face, it's probably your first time when you're on this date, this blind date, Tinder date, whatever. That's okay if it's not 100% natural. It doesn't flow. It's rough around the edges. It feels almost unorganic. Probably because it is. And that's okay. That's natural. Because, again, it's the first face-to-face interaction. Roll with it. Let it happen. Have fun with it. Just just go with it. It'll, it'll, it gets better. And if it's not that way and it's 100% natural, that's special. That's, that's great. And I'm, that's amazing. But if it doesn't flow immediately, that's okay. Give it time. Don't, don't be too quick to, to say, oh yeah, this isn't working. The conversation isn't going anywhere. Because again, Social interaction takes everyone a little bit different pace to kind of acclimate to. That's the word I was looking for earlier, acclimate. Um, so if it's t- taking a little bit of time to get acclimated, that's okay. Give it that time for both of you, for yourself and for that for that person you're out with. This is a two for one. Keep a short, ditchy escape plan. If you're the one planning the date, Keep the date short. Establish a time frame for how long things will take and keep to that plan. If you're the one planning it, don't drag it on all day. As great of a person as you are, as funny, as hilarious, as fun you are to be around, I don't want to be around you all day. I'm sorry. Like, I just, it's, it's a first date. I don't want to spend all day with you. I got other things to do. I'm a grown man. Like, I, I need that space. You know, make sure there's an established time frame for how long things are going to take. Say, hey, we're going to go to this at 6. I'll probably be done about this time. So now the other person knows, okay, we're probably going to be doing something for two or three hours. They have that in their head. If it goes well, you can always go longer. If it doesn't, you stick to that, that time frame. But ditch the escape plan. If I'm going to a date with an escape plan, now this is different than safety. We'll touch on that in a second. I'm going to a date with an escape plan. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text my buddy. I'd be like, yo, can you text me in an hour? Tell me that you really need me for some emergency. Call me, panic, whatever. Whatever the escape plan is, you usually see it on TV, but it happens in real life more often than you think that people talk about having an escape plan. And you might as well not go at all. What's the point of having a plan to leave in your head and ready, still going, when in the back of your head, you're planning on leaving already? You're already one foot out the door before you even got there and gave it a chance. So ditch the escape plan. However, safety is super important. Share your location with a friend. Share it with a co- um, someone you trust, someone that's close by, that can get you that immediate help or be there quickly if you need them to. I do it all the time. Whenever I go out with someone new, you know, it's the first date or whatever it may be. I share my location with one of my friends Said, hey, I'm going to be here. I'm expecting to be here for this many hours. If I'm not back by this time, you know, call me, check on me kind of thing. Good friends will do that for you. And we all have at least one of those friends that will do that. Last question, last point here for surviving that blind date that Tinder date, at the end of the date, simply ask yourself, 
Did you have a good time? Are they a good, decent person? Pleasant is the word I wrote in the show doc, but I don't really love how that fits there. But if both of those are yes, you probably have enough reason to go on a second date, in my opinion. Now, we're talking about a second date. I'm not talking about getting into a relationship, getting married, starting a family tomorrow. Simply going on a second date, getting to know them better to see where things continue to go. If you had a good time, if they're a good person. For me, that gives me enough to to at least consider strongly going out again. And some funny quotes that I found about blind dates that I want to share with you guys. You're only as attractive as a blind date your best friend sets you up with. Again, this is why I don't trust my friends to set me up on a blind date. Because we all make fun of each other and roast each other all the time. Do I think they would hook me up with an absolute gorgeous woman? Yes, I do. Do I also think they would troll me and try to set me up with someone who's absolutely not my type whatsoever? Absolutely. That's okay. That's what friends are for. Um, this one's from Josh Stern. I always splash on the cologne before a blind date because dogs can smell fear. If you're not scared or nervous going on that first date, blind date, tender date, whatever it is, can you tell me your secret? Like, seriously, tell me your secret because I'm curious. But if you're n- nervous, scared, that's normal. Um, don't overdo it with the with the sense, though. Um, some people are sen- sen- sensitive. Don't say that five times fast, please. And a couple of statistics around a blind date. Blind dates are considered awkward endeavors, yet new research as of 2020 finds that about four in 10 Americans have been on one. In an exclusive study conducted in, by datingadvice.com, 43% of Americans said they had gone on a blind date. And then from Psychology Today out of 2018, from that, I'd put the success rate of blind dates at one out of every three or four. So one out of every three or four blind dates is successful, probably has a second date, probably doesn't go much past that. But hey, who knows? There's probably more people around you than you think that got set up on a blind date of sorts or got conveniently put in the same room at the same time by two groups of friends and hit it off just naturally. Someone probably, someone probably, you know, shipped that, made it happen. So it's pretty plausible that the people feeling burnt out may be realistic in their assessment that the blind date won't be pleasant. The date is Probably unlikely to go well. That's according to psychology today. What are they though? They're just a bunch of psychologists after all. Um, that's, so that's those are that's how we can survive a blind date there. Think about that. That went way too way longer than I was expecting. So let's jump right over to our next topic of bromance over romance and why bromance is way better than romance. First point. I want to define what a bromance is. A bromance is a close, non-sexual relationship between two men. A bromance might start with admiration of something that the other man does, like his ability to shoot hoops, to talk to women, or succeed in business. The men enjoy hanging out with each other so much that it becomes a non-sexual infatuation. And then a romance, on the other hand, a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love, a quality or feeling of mystery, excitement, and remoteness from everyday life. 
basically, bromance is a guy best friend. Someone that you have an emotional connection with, that's been there for you, that knows you, knows what you enjoy, knows why you enjoy it, and knows how to bond to you and really speak to you in a way that a partner might not be able to or a partner might not be able to yet. Straight men officially prefer bromance to romance, according to a new study in Men and Masculinities as of 2021. When researchers surveyed straight undergraduate men, they found that most guys reported their close friendships with other dudes were more emotionally satisfying than their romantic relationships. Now, pause. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I 100% believe that your partner should be the first person you try, you try to allow to bring you that emotional satisfaction. Yes, is that always the case for a man or woman? No, it's not. Communicate with your partner about this and know their feelings. Don't just go to your guy friend every time you're in emotional distress and you're in a long-term committed relationship. Go to your partner. Try to get that emotional connection there. If not, you probably have a lot of stuff to work on if you guys have been together for a while and you're still doing this. There's probably more of an emotional connection that you both need to work on. That's okay. Work on it together. Figure it out. But figure it out. And make sure that there, there's an open line of communication about, you know, there's some things that you are only going to talk about with your guy best friend. There's some things that she's only going to talk about with her girl best friend. You know, just make sure that you guys are both comfortable and on the same page about these things. And make sure that you're at least giving your partner that space and that opportunity to bring you that emotional satisfaction first before you go over to your bro and... You know, you, you leave that with them in there in that space. So just make sure that's communicated with your partner the best you can. The best explanation for a deeper bond that is a bromance often seems for a long-term acquaintance and a kinship based on mutual interest. In some cases, a guy best friend is someone that you've been friends with since you were little kids. I feel like I've known him forever. There's a level of familiarity, familiarity often trumps the novelty of my recent hookup at the local bar or, you know, my recent Tinder date. There's just something there that's familiar. It's safe. Again, it's like a safety blanket. It's like that blankie or that little toy you carried around while you were at home or when you were a little kid. Same thing, just in the form of a person. And occasionally, our romantic relationships can be founded purely on physical attraction, not emotional compatibility. In other words, your girlfriend or partner might be smoking hot, but they don't know the first thing about cars or even respects that you have a passion for cars. That's not the case with your best bro, though. He knows you love cars, and he's willing to spend the all afternoon in the hot sun with you trying to get the gear timing right on your transmission because he cares. Again, this goes back to that communication that I was talking about. If you love cars and your partner doesn't respect that you have a passion for cars, obviously there's a communication needed saying, hey, I, I love working on my car. Cars are fun. You know, me and Josh, we have a great time working on cars. Maybe your partner doesn't know that that's something you're extremely passionate about or understand like, oh, that is something that you're really passionate about. You know, let me support you. One big piece of advice that I see all the time from long-term relationships that are like 10, 15, 20 years is that they try to 
be interested in things that our partner is interested in. They try it. They they put the effort into trying to learn about those things and to get get into them. It goes both ways. So guys, make sure you do it for your ladies as well. If she's coming outside to help you with your car in the hot sun, just because she cares and she wants to spend that time with you and create that bond, make sure you're doing the same thing for her. But at the end of the day, make sure that you know you're communicating that and being open to that you know, both, both sides of the partnership there. And just a couple quotes about bromances. Having a soulmate is not always about love. You can find your soulmate in a friendship too. And I don't know who said these because I couldn't find the author, but I love them so much. Um, a bromance is someone who can see the truth and pain in your eyes. Even when you're fooling everyone else. And I was trying to find a female version. So I asked some of my female coworkers. I work with a lot of females. I'm like one of three guys in my office of like 23. And so, yeah, I have a lot of great resources for this kind of stuff. And so I, I asked them, like, what's the girl version of like a bromance? And some of them were like, what's a bromance? And I'm like, does your boyfriend have any one that he's like super close with? That's the guy. He's like, oh, yeah. But that's bromance right there. They're like, oh. They're like, oh, it's a bestie, best friend, BFF, whatever they call it. So there is a female version to this. It's 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 not as deep, not as not as great as ours. Us bros, we have a one size fits all name. It works for all of us. It works. Oh man, I'm out of water, but I've had ice in this water bottle for 12 hours. Yes, right here. The coldest water from the coldest brand. Coldest water bottle is something that I've been using long before they were a supporter of the blog and the podcast. Again, much like Daniel's, I personally, we only work with brands that we believe in and that we, we trust. Because we want to make sure that these brands are something that we believe in so that you know that you're getting a quality product when you do choose to spend your money to, money to support the blog and the podcast in this way. It's an incredible, po they're an incredible podcast partner. They have high, high quality water bottles. I mean, it's six o'clock in the morning right now recording this because I'm an absolute madman. I put ice in this probably at five o'clock yesterday. Granted, I have my air conditioning on, but the outside temperature was 112 yesterday. I still have ice. That's impressive. My old Hydro Flask Yetis, they don't, they don't do that. They don't, they just don't hit the same as the kids say. So, Go to the coldest brand, coldest water, to go to their website. Use the code BALLBOY10 at checkout. There'll also be a link in the show description below. Get yourself a fancy schmancy new water bottle. You can get custom dog bowls for your pet. You can get pillows, beds, and even ice packs with all with that discount code. And save yourself some money while also supporting the blog. So the part that you have all been waiting for, that I've been waiting for, Biggest lies that men actually believe about women. And these are from the horse's mouth. I asked the women in my office. I'm like, hey, answer this question. And they had an absolute field day. So I have so many more answers, but these are the best ones. I'm not wearing makeup. I'm not wearing any makeup. Thank you, though. Dude, you're dumb. You can't tell she's wearing makeup. What's wrong with you? She's wearing makeup. They are wearing makeup. 
Especially when they say they're not wearing makeup, they are wearing makeup. Because if they say they're not wearing makeup, they're lying. You'll know they're not wearing makeup is when they're like, oh, I look like a troll, I'm not wearing any makeup. That's more likely is that they're when they're actually not wearing makeup. And they're still absolutely gorgeous creatures when they're not. The phrase is, I'm fine. Nothing's wrong. I don't want anything, and I'm not mad. All mean the absolute polar opposite. I'm not fine. Something's wrong. I do want something. I am mad. Why those phrases aren't just used instead of the others? I don't know. I have a, a man brain. I don't have a girl brain. I wish I could tell you more. But that's what they mean. He's just a friend. Okay, guys, we tell women this all the time. We tell them to you, oh, she's just a friend. Was she more before she was a friend? Yes, probably. She's just a friend. They were probably more before, too. Deal with it. However you want to deal with it. Okay, this is a two, two one that I make sense. She says she's having a girl's night with her sister or, you know, her best friend. She probably is just having a girl's night with that, that one friend, that one person, or those two, two, three people. Just, they're just hanging out, whatever. She says she's having a girl's night. She's likely going out with her single friend. She's going to act single to get her friend a man. Um, or someone that night as well. Now you know the difference. Oh, I'm only going out for a couple of drinks. It's going to be a calm night. She's probably coming back at 2 or 3 a.m. I'll come back at 2 or 3 a.m. You're hilarious. Okay, this one got me. This one got me because I am hilarious. And I make my coworkers laugh all the time. That's my most redeeming quality is my sense of humor at work. It's the only reason I'm kept around, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm I'm actually a really hard worker, and I I do decent at my job, decent enough, I think. I don't know, um, but you're hilarious. <laughs> this one got me. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? They're like, if I'm gonna laugh, I'm gonna laugh. If I think it's funny, if I don't think it's funny, I'm gonna say you're hilarious. But I'm not gonna be laughing. When I tell you I heard the glass shattering noise in the background, my heart dropped, my soul dropped. It hurt. But at the same time, it makes sense. So, boys, if she's not laughing after one of your hilarious jokes, I know you're hilarious, and I would probably laugh. She's not laughing. She just says you're hilarious. Then you look at her and be like, am I? Am I really? You're not laughing. Call her on it. That'll be even funnier. All right, ladies, listen up. Here are some things that your guy, your guys, telling you that are probably lies that you're still believing. And I want you guys, both men, women alike, I want you guys to do whatever you want with this information. Okay, I don't, I don't. You do what you want with this information. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Sorry, I missed your call. My phone died, and I had no signal. That's what he just did. He looked, he saw the call. He didn't want to talk to you in that moment for whatever reason. 
take it up with him. Not me. Don't shoot the messenger. Sorry, boys. Uh, next is I'm stuck in traffic. Basically, I'm telling you I'm running late because I forgot or I'm dumb. I lost track of time or something, but I don't want to tell you that. So I'm going to tell you I'm running late in a completely way that's not my fault to make it seem like it's not my fault. I'm not stuck in traffic. I probably just got distracted or kept playing video games. I said one more game and ran late. So, you know. This one, oh, this one is a funny one for men and women. It's basically the same thing. Something between you're the only one I've ever loved. I've never I love never loved anyone more than you, or you're the best I've ever had. Moving on. Um, think about that one. Boys, they're on to us. When we say, of course I like your friends. Do you, I mean, you might, you might like their friends. If you don't, that's probably better because you don't want to like her friends and then her worry about something else. Um, the game is almost over. Guys, just tell her what you want. You want to stay for another game or you want to hang out longer. Because she probably looked up the game, saw that it was over. You can tell you're still out with your boys or hanging out. Just tell her. That's all. That's all. Just tell her. Um, we're gonna keep the video going. I'm gonna have to take a quick break on Anchor, so we're gonna keep the we're gonna keep recording now on Anchor. So welcome back. Uh, hope you enjoyed that quick little ad break. We ran over the 30 minutes. I was really trying to squish this into 30 minutes, but that's okay. That we didn't so where we left off on anchor is that the game is almost over guys the game's over or just one more game just tell her that you want to stay for another beer to hang out with your friends longer She's probably gonna be okay with it you just gotta tell her and again the reason i brought up these two points of bromances these hidden meetings it's so that you can understand communication a little bit better with your partner and while dating and while starting a new relationship even. Good communication is the bridge between confusion and clarity. That's from Nat Turner. The most important thing in communication is to hear what isn't being said. That's from Peter Drucker. A relationship without communication is just two people. I've been in those situations where, where it feels like it's just two people, where there isn't that communication, where there isn't that bridge. And it's not fun. And I get it. It's hard to establish, but work on it. I promise it's worth it. And I really hope you enjoyed your snack and your juice box. And you had a fun talk with me today. I hope you had some laughs. I hope you had some fun. I hope you are now slightly more prepared for your next Tinder date or blind date. I hope you ask your friends to set you up on a blind date because you are going to absolutely crush it. Ask them to set you up. Be like, yo, set me up. And I'll be like, why? Because I just listened to Young Dad Podcast. I got these tips and tricks. And I'm going to crush that first date. So you're welcome. Or go on that Tinder date. It's Friday. Go on that Tinder date because YOLO. And what else do you have to do with your Friday night? <laughs> Homework? Study? Nothing? Watch Manifest on Netflix because it's a really good show? 
Okay, I know I just gave you great options. You're, you're prepared. Go crush it. I hope you understand your bromance better and your romance better. And you're able to communicate those things to your partner. And now you're able to know what's also really being said by your partner when he or she says certain things. And lastly, if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that now. If you haven't, if you haven't followed on Instagram or Twitter, that's okay. Go ahead and search for at YoungDadPod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're a baseball fan, check out BallBoyBlog.com for great baseball content. That's all, folks. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you next time. Just to end, end here, Aaron and I are working on the first episode of the actual Young Dad Pod. We've had some difficulties. We've had some birthdays and family things come up, so we're we're getting there. We're really hoping for August, beginning of August, to be our first launch for the Young Dad Pod, and we're super excited. So stay with us. Enjoy our Let's Talks, and again, have a great day. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Take care. Until next time.